cool stuff. All right, guys, last chapter. So uh, if, you, if you hadn't taken notes, maybe this is the note one. If you hadn't closed your eyes, feel free. Proverbs chapter 4. Hear, O son, of father's instruction, and be attentive that you may gain insight. For I give you good precepts. Do not forsake my teaching. When I was a son with my father, tender, the only one in the sight of my mother, he taught me and said to me, let your heart hold fast my words. Keep my commandments and live. Get wisdom, get insight, do not forget, and do not turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her, and she will keep you. Love her, and she will guard you. The beginning of wisdom is this. Get wisdom, and whatever you get, get insight. Prize her highly, and she will exalt you. She will honor you if you embrace her. She will place, you, place on your head a graceful garland. She will bestow on you a beautiful crown. Hear my son and accept my words, that the years of your life may be many. I have taught you the way of wisdom. I have led you in the paths of uprightness. When you walk, your step will not be hampered. And if you run, you will not stumble. Keep hold of instruction. Do not let go. Guard her, for she is your life. Do not enter the path of the wicked, and do not walk in the way of the evil. Avoid it. Do not go on it. Turn away from it and pass on. For they cannot sleep unless they have done wrong. They are robbed of sleep unless they have made someone stumble. For they eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. But the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn, which shines brighter and brighter until full day. The way of the wicked is like deep darkness. They do not know over what they stumble. My son, be attentive to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Let them not escape from your sight. Keep them within your heart. For they are life to those who find them and healing to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all vigilance for from it flow the springs of life. Put away from you crooked speech and put devious talk far from you. Let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you. Ponder the path of your feet. Then all your ways will be sure. Do not swerve to the right or to the left. Turn your foot away from evil. Awesome. We were um, at breakfast and we were picking which verses we want or chapters. And Will was like, I don't want to go first. I always go first. And Jimmy was that. And I was like, fine, I'll take four. And we didn't like rehearse any of this. We didn't talk. We, we talked for like 30 seconds before this. And, and as I was preparing, I was like, dang it, I got four. Like, they're already going to talk about everything. And um, thankfully they didn't. It actually mirrors a lot of what Will said. Um, I've only got two kind of uh, keynotes that I wanted to hone in on. Um, if you want to put up verses 12 and 13, uh, the psalmist uh, or the proverbist uh, writes, when you walk, you, your step will not be hampered. And if you run, you will not stumble. So just one, who amongst us doesn't want that? Like that's the easy life. That's what we want. It's the way we're supposed to go, walking and not stumbling, running without hindrance. That's life. Like That's what we want. That's our desire. What do we have to do? Verse 13, keep hold of instruction. Do not let go. Guard her for, for she is your life. Um, interesting, interestingly enough, um, at youth, last night, I, I couldn't sleep and I was planning on teaching on this one thing. I couldn't sleep and, and 
I decided we're going to go uh, just to Genesis 3 um, today at youth and, and just a kind of a one-off lesson on temptation and sin and what God does for us in temptation and sin. And um, this verse stuck out to me this morning about she is your life, this wisdom and instruction. Uh, when Eve was tempted by the serpent, she, uh, the fruit and all that good stuff, this is uh, verse seven or six of Genesis 3. It says, so when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to the eyes and that the tree was desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. And she also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate. Wisdom was something that we all want. It's something that Eve wanted. And she thought that by ignoring the instruction of God, she would achieve wisdom. She thought that by putting away the, the laws or the commands or the words of God, that she would have more wisdom on the other side. And, and that's simply not true. Um, she thought God was holding out on them. She thought that God was holding wisdom back by giving this command, don't eat of the tree, but instead um, it was his good grace. Um, it kind of harkens back to the question that Will has been asking a lot through Proverbs. Do you really believe God wants what's best for you? If you do, it's by cherishing wisdom, cherishing instruction, and staying within there. When we get into trouble, it's when we think that God's holding out on us and we venture out and we, we start doing things our way. We start leaning on our own understanding. And that's when we get into trouble because we're ignoring um, the commands of God. And then the second one, that I've got is just verses 25 through 27. It's the end of it. Um, and I, I think it's a good place to close. Um, he writes, let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight, be straight before you. Ponder the path of your feet, then all of your ways will be sure. Do not swerve from the right or to the left. Turn your foot away from evil. Um, and it, it just reminds me of this, this idea, this principle of what we set our gaze upon, we start to look like. It's, it's riddled throughout the Psalms, and I think just Scripture would attest that what we pursue, what we look at, the paths that we follow, we start to look like. Um, and 2 Corinthians chapter 3 came into mind. This is, this is what Paul says in the New Testament. Uh, he says, But when one turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. Now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. And we all with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. Um, thinking about just degrees in like a map way. If, if you're one or two degrees off, like in a boat, and you're trying to get from A to B, if the distance isn't that great, one or two degrees isn't going to matter much. You just have to kind of course correct over... Um, a little bit, but if, if you're traveling hundreds of thousands of miles on boat or by plane and you're one or two degrees off, as you continue, you're going to get greater and greater distance between you and the place you want to be. Um, and so we um, are encouraged by the guy who wrote Proverbs, let your eyes look directly forward, let your gaze be straight, ponder the path of your feet, look to Christ. It's kind of the, um, what do you call it, slogan of mid-tree? You talking about like our our motto? Yeah, or three our, B's. Yeah, behold, believe, become. Yeah, is it a motto? Yeah, you can go with motto. Behold, that's the first step. The first step at Mitchry, what we believe, the first step is not to do 
anything. It's not to get this sin out first or, or, or start coming to Bible study first or do any of this stuff first. The first thing to do is to behold, to look upon the face of God, to, to be transformed one degree um, into his likeness and then to believe like Will was saying. And then lastly, the fruit of that is that we become like him. And then lastly, this, this idea of wisdom, it's, it's less of an idea and, and more of a person. I think Will said that um, personified in the person work of Christ Jesus um, on our behalf. And so it's him that we follow. It's not necessarily these ideas or philosophies, but it, it's a person who, who came from heaven to be one of us, to die the death that we should have. And it's him that we follow. It's him that uh, we worship. Proverbs 4. Amen. Appreciate it, Thomas. Hey, uh, Bennett, if you and Scotty want to go ahead and come up, I'll close out our, our, our time real quick here with this. Let me tell you one of the things that I, I love about the book of Proverbs for our church. It roots out deception. And what I mean by that is it roots out self-deception. Can I tell you, there are a million different motivations for the things that are coming for our church, the things that are going on in your marriage, the things that are going on in your life. We justify like it's nobody's business. And I, I was just thinking, Greg, uh, about what you read, may, maybe to just close us out. If you were honest with yourself and you didn't justify it away, if we were to walk out those double doors um, and, and off to the side, I, it makes me think of Scrooge McDuck. Like that's Proverbs, all of this gold and silver talk. I got nothing to do with like gold and silver and jewels, but Let's just say it's a, it's a killer deal or, or something like that. You walk out the door, and there's this pile of money right there. Enough, more than enough. You, you, you'd be on a jet ski every day of your life and paragliding and enjoying all of the best foods. You, you'd be able to write a check and get rid of any debt, any problem whatsoever. If you walk out that door, it's just waiting for you. And if you walk out this door, it's Christ, and it's righteousness, and it's being made right with God. How many of us walk out that door? How many of us walk out that door and never take a look to the right? Never get drawn in, never take a step. Can I just tell you that what Proverbs reminds me of is I am an absolute failure on the heart level. Uh, on the temptation level, on the brokenness level, on the staying on the right path level, I am an absolute mess. But I am so grateful that all of those little quippy sayings from chapters 10 to 29, Jesus did every one of them perfectly. And I wouldn't have walked through that door. I wouldn't have walked to the cross. I wouldn't have walked the path of brokenness. I would have gone straight to the money and I would have tried to find happiness and I would have ended up empty and broken just like every, every one of us in this room. Which is why I'm so grateful that Jesus walked the path that we did not. That's who we worship. We worship the one who made every decision with wisdom because he really believed that God had the best for him. Even when it sent him to a cross, even when he was surrounded by a bunch of guys who didn't get it, even when it was going to cost him all sorts of pain and brokenness and separation, he knew that it was better. Do you know that God wants the best for you and that walking with him will always, ever be 